All right. Today on Arc Splash, we welcome Donna Loveland, Chief Compliance and Quality Officer at the Arc Oneida Lewis and the Arc of Onondaga. Donna has worked in the human services field since 1995 in a variety of roles, including day treatment, day habilitation, and residential services, and has been a part of the team at the Arc Oneida Lewis here for over a year. Donna, welcome to Arc Splash. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate you being part of the team here and taking the time to share with us a little bit about corporate compliance, which I think, in my experience with some uh, big companies throughout the years, can be kind of a scary department for some. And so I appreciate the chance to have you come and talk to us about why corporate compliance is so important. Can you share why corporate compliance is important for agencies such as the Arco Knight Lewis and maybe give a description as to what corporate compliance is? So the majority of services that we provide at Oneida Lewis are funded through the Medicaid program. And as such, we are considered a healthcare provider, so we're subject to the rules that govern the Medicaid program. Um, we are required under law to have a corporate compliance program. Um, and really what compliance is, is it's a set of formal organizational systems, okay. which is intended to prevent, detect, and respond to misconduct, mistakes okay. made by people. Okay. Um, and the compliance department, our role is to assist the organization and all of its different departments to operationalize the many regulations that we have so that we ensure we're, we're doing things the right way. Right. That's right. the purpose. You know, that's a wonderful way of putting it, doing things the right way. And you mentioned that people, you know, do make mistakes. We're all human beings. So to know that there's a compliance department there that can build in these policies and paradigms to set people up for success, I think is very um, gratifying, really. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about the role of a corporate compliance officer. What does that mean? <laughs> So the compliance officer's role is to provide oversight to the compliance program. And there's a lot of elements to a compliance program. So um, this may be guiding the development of policies and procedures, monitoring implementation of the compliance plan. And we do that through internal audits, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we're looking for our people you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Are we following the rules, identifying issues, um, and then looking at how can we correct those issues? What, how can we decrease the risks to the organization? Okay. Um, there's a, a lot of, as I mentioned, rules and regulations. So the programs, of course, they're providing services. So the compliance officer's role is just to help guide their practices to do everything we can to meet all of those rules and regulations. It would seem to me that it's very beneficial then that you've had so many experiences or so much experience rather in different departments and different program um, programs such as day services and residential services. So you can really understand what those roles are like in the real world and then how compliance can can fit into that and overlay on top of that to help people do their complete their mission in a way that's compliant. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? It is. And and actually with um, many of the my colleagues in the compliance world, many, if not most of them, came from programs. Okay. 
they understand how programs operate, the challenges that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that does give people a a really good um, basis of understanding of how can you make this work. So compliance isn't necessarily a top-down thing. Really, would you say everyone has a role to play in compliance? Every employee, regardless of their position, has a role in compliance because it compliance goes into HR, finance, mm-hmm. you know, facilities. It doesn't, it's not just program based. Okay. Um, and at the heart of compliance, it's about business ethics. Gotcha. So everybody is charged with doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone has a role in it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. What if you could distill down some of the main elements of a strong compliance program, what would those be? So there's actually, it, there's seven elements that are required. Oh, okay. We are required to have specific elements in a compliance program. Okay. And those those consist of written policies and procedures, um, compliance program oversight, having protections for whistleblowers, mm-hmm. uh, training and education, um, effective and confidential communications. Uh, enforcement of compliance standards, mm-hmm. auditing, monitoring, and then responding to those issues or offenses and creating a, a corrective action plans. Um, now, to me, a strong compliance program is an active compliance program. Okay. Having um, continually helping to educate um, people about compliance, uh, continually audits Mm -hmm. and monitoring, um, looking at how we're doing things and ways that we can mitigate risks. Gotcha. Um, so to me, having that program, you could write all of those elements and just stick it on a shelf, but if you're not actively working on those pieces, you're not going to have an effective compliance program. You know, to me, that belies the need for kind of a continuous education for all staff as to what compliance means and how it impacts their daily activities. And you and your department put together a wonderful calendar, Pause to Remember <laughs> Compliance. Could you tell me a little bit about that? And, and I know that's a little off script, but I just found that to be such a creative way to bring compliance to life. So... Um the the pause to remember compliance and it's p-a-w-s um we started it at arcavanadaga um and i wanted to carry it over here because you mentioned earlier people think compliance can be somewhat scary sure and it shouldn't be We're, we're a resource for the programs so so many of our staff um are into memes and social media Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing so we wanted to try to kind of soften it a little bit so sure. we created this this calendar and staff submit pictures of their pets and then we kind of turn their pets into compliance memes and give compliance tips and reminders and we put that on a calendar I and think that's wonderful it's fun everybody loves their pets yes yes um, and, and it engages the employees they say huh compliance you know it's another point of contact it's another uh, elevation of the comfort level with knowing who your compliance staff is. And then again, it's a great way every month to remember another important part about compliance so that we can fulfill our mission here at the Arco Knight of Lewis 
in the appropriate ways. Absolutely. And we had great participation. This was our first year doing it. Mm -hmm. And we received over 100 pictures submitted from staff. Um, More than 200 staff voted on their favorites, and those favorites went into the calendar. Um, And then every month, I like to just blast out an email to staff using somebody's pet picture Mm -hmm. and with a couple of little just few bullet reminders to staff to try to keep compliance in the forefront of their minds. I think that's a wonderful way to do it. Um, That's one of the ways that staff is trained on corporate compliance. Are there any other ways that you uh, offer training on corporate compliance? Is there something as part of the orientation when staff starts? Yeah, we we do a, um, I think it's about two hours Mm -hmm. of compliance training um, and initial orientation. Okay. And then there's annual refresher training that is done as well every year. And those are required. Sure. Um, We also look at we have a learning management system that has some great courses that kind of help to supplement that Mm -hmm. so we do look to that to roll out you know some additional training to staff Um, but I do think that you know having active meetings with the leadership Mm -hmm. we have a compliance work group um, and providing them information so that they can then carry that down to their staff and their staff meetings. That's also another way that you help ongoing training for staff. That's a wonderful way of doing it because you think about our agency, Arco Knight and Lewis, a two-county agency, a huge geography, a lot of staff in a lot of different roles. Um, Distilling that information down in a couple of different modalities is probably really necessary to make sure that it gets to the end user. So, it is. The yeah. um, the other thing I like to do, um, most of our staff use our electronic health record. Okay. And they have a splash message that you can put up. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I like to use that, again, as another way. So as soon as you log in, this, it pops up. Oh, that's great. Staff to see. So I try to use that as another way just to send little reminders, just bullets. Sure. Because people don't want to read a whole lot. Right, of- <laughs> right. Just give me a, give me a quick just snippet, some- a quick pearl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, to, to round out this discussion, which I think has been so enlightening uh, for me, certainly, and I'm sure for all of our listeners, um, if someone does have corporate compliance questions, who do they go to? What do they do? So the staff are encouraged to talk with their supervisors, obviously. That's mm-hmm. the, the person who knows their situation the best, their department directors, senior management. Um, but compliance concerns can be reported to any member of the compliance department. You know, we are a support department, mm-hmm. so the intention is to provide that support. So we encourage questions. I want questions. Sure. Um, we also have a, an anonymous compliance hotline. Um, which is actually 315-272-1545. And this hotline is, it it is a way for people to report anonymously in case they they are afraid to report something. Sure. Um, It is, I will just stress, it is not something where you report any immediate health or safety issues because it's just a voicemail. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a, you know, answering machine. Sure. So it's, there's no caller ID or anything like that, but it is a way for staff to be able to, if they don't feel comfortable or not just staff, anyone can report a compliance concern. Thank you so much for sharing that number. I will make sure to include that in the show notes as well. So that right. if people do, um, you know, want to have that handy to make that anonymous reporting, um, again, as you said, not for emergency concerns, um, but something where people can report anonymously concerns that will then be 
uh, investigated thoroughly and um, protecting the whoever gave the information, of course. Absolutely. Well, Donna, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about this. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Disclaimer, the views, ideas, and opinions expressed in this podcast are only those of the individuals involved and do not reflect the official policy or position of the ARC Oneida Lewis chapter, the ARC New York, or any other agency, organization, employer, or company.